two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we highlighted a two-part consensus statement on the male athlete triad. In the second post, we reported on two studies where the authors found that the prevalence in self-reported concussions among high school students is increasing. Additionally, high school female soccer players have a higher concussion risk than their male counterparts. If we take a closer look at that second post, we find that Valise et al. and colleagues estimated trends in the lifetime prevalence of self-reported concussions among a national sample of adolescents between 2016 to 2020. Meanwhile, Bretson and colleagues sought to compare sex-associated differences in concussion risk and management among soccer athletes in the Michigan High School Athletic Association from 2016 to 2019. To do this, in the first study, Valise and colleagues used national data from February 2016 to March 2020 from the Monitoring the Future Initiative, an annual school-based survey of 8th, 10th, and 12th graders. For this study, the authors assessed changes over time to the answer to, have you ever had a head injury that was diagnosed as a concussion? Meanwhile, in the second study, Bretson and colleagues provided a more nuanced view of sex differences among soccer athletes in Michigan. Specifically, they used data from the Michigan High School Athletic Association Head Injury Report System to assess all high school soccer athletes from Michigan for three academic years, starting in 2016 and ending in 2019. All concussions in this injury report system require confirmation by a medical professional. In the first study, Feliz and colleagues evaluated over 52,000 people, the lifetime prevalence of at least one self-reported concussion increased from 20% in 2016 to 25% in 2020. An increase in reporting only one concussion drove these changes more than reporting two or more concussions. Both sexes had increased reporting over time with more boys reporting at least one concussion. Then in the second study, Bretson and colleagues followed over 43,000 male and over 39,000 female soccer players, recording over 1,500 soccer-related concussions. The overall incidence of a documented concussion was 1.8 per 100 athlete seasons. Furthermore, a female athlete had almost twice the risk of a concussion than a male soccer athlete. Typically, females suffered a concussion after contact with an object, whereas males often sustained a concussion after contacting another person. Lastly, females took about two days longer to recover and were 50% less likely to be immediately removed from activity. Clinicians and policymakers need to know the latest trends in concussions to understand what is happening now 
instead of relying on older data. This is especially true since concussion awareness, education, and policies are constantly changing. Between 2016 and 2020, the estimated percentage of adolescents reporting a diagnosed concussion increased by about 5%. This increase could be attributed to increased media attention, better education strategies, and increased awareness of mechanism and symptomology. While Valise and colleagues reported that more boys overall reported at least one concussion, Bretson et al. found that within soccer, females had a higher risk of concussion than their male soccer counterparts. Furthermore, Bretson and colleagues also noted that the mechanism of injury and management differed between sexes. It would be interesting to investigate if there were differences between number of games a medical professional was working at male soccer games compared with female soccer games. Finally, the authors noted that the prolonged recovery time might be partly attributable to females being less likely to be removed from activity. However, we cannot rule out these differences are also related to differences between sexes in reporting behaviors or how healthcare providers treat each sex. Medical professionals should be aware of the concussion risk trends and acknowledge the sport and sex differences. These findings highlight the need for clinicians and policymakers to appreciate that male students may report more overall concussions, perhaps because of sports like football, but females may be at greater risk within specific sports. Therefore, risk reduction strategies for sports-related concussions may require sex-specific interventions or guidance on proper biomechanics, such as heading a ball or falling, to reduce concussion risk. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was our announcement about our new evidence-based practice course on chronic ankle instability. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for more evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our nine online evidence-based practice courses that are available through the Human Kinetics website. These include our new courses on psychosocial factors in sports medicine, ankle sprains, and chronic ankle instability. We will have links to our summaries and the courses on our website and in the show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We will be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.